And here we are. Here we are. Podcast again. You're here with uh, Lee Duran, the finance man. Who are you again? I'm the best in the West, Chris Dominguez. Chris Dominguez. And who is the special guest today? I am Aileen Meza, the author of Look, This Is The Way It Is. Look, this is the way it is. No, look, this is the this way. This is the way it is. it is. There's two is's in that. You know that, right? There's the two. Wow, is. man, you're this good. Is. You're good. You yeah, know, there I'm, is yeah. two is's. Right there. There's wow, two is's. Good. Yeah, this is, it's is, two is's. Is two is book. Tell me about the book. Tell me. Tell, tell me. Tell you me. about the book. Yeah. So, look is my life um, story told in first person, um, basically about uh, my battles with uh, mental health. With my battles with mental health, and um, basically, it it talks about my journey of an incident that happened to me when I was in college. So, your battles with mental health. What is that? Tell me. That's a very vague thing. Talk to me. Um. Basically. I had, at 19 years old, I didn't even know I suffered from mental health, and I was a crazy kid partying it up at San Diego State, um, thinking I was invisible like most kids do, and I had a, a night of shrooming psilocybin mushrooms with my friends. Shrooming? Shrooming. Sh- sh- okay, so not, maybe some of us aren't familiar with that term. What is shrooming? So shrooming are, they're called psilocybin mushrooms, but obviously- Psilocybin? That's yes. the proper so, term. Okay, good. Psychedelic drug. All right. That um, they're the best things when you're young and dumb. And Is it a drug? It's a mushroom. It's a mushroom, but... Is it a drug? It, it is dipped in acid from what I... Oh, so they don't just grow when you so eat you them. you were doing acid. Pretty much. All right. Being okay. a dumb so kid. So 19-year-old, you were doing acid in, high, in college, but this is really a shocker right now because there's probably a lot of people doing shrooms and acid in college. Talk I, to me. How did, this, how did this go? So what happened was I had done these shrooms probably two times prior. On the third occasion, um, I got stuck in a trans, thinking the end of the world was coming, and I ended up running out to the streets of San Diego's Montezuma Road in a blanket. Um, I was covered, but I was naked. And I got taken in 5150 because I wasn't in the right ma- right mind in a psychosis state. 5150 is crazy, right? Yes. That's just crazy. But here's the deal. Okay. I didn't even know that obviously I must have had a chemical imbalance because my seven, the other friends of mine that did it didn't flip. Um, I'm the only one that ended up flipping. So obviously it revealed to me a mental illness that I guess what I is, was suffering. What does flipping mean? What is flipping mean? Flipping out means I got stuck. I didn't come down. You know, normally you do these shrooms, drugs, and after a couple, you know, after a couple hours or you, you sleep on it, you're better the next day. Um, I was up for days after, and we were all 19-year-old dumb kids, so all my friends were like, I think Aileen's going to come out of it. Let's just. So they're watching you? For a couple of days, I was not sleeping, and you know, what are you going to do? Your ki- your so you went 51-50, and you spent couple days in no this was before i that night the oh, day the morning oh. my friends had come off of it okay. and they were like oh dude aileen's not doing well Who okay so this happened this happened in and later how, mu- how much later a couple you re- of days so it happened on a thursday night we partied uh-huh. no 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 probably happened on a monday night okay. and for like two days two two three days i was like sleep deprived and my friends are like she's gonna come out of it i mean what are you gonna do you're 19 are you gonna go like tell the um tell like a mental place my friend did mushrooms. Give me a step-by-step of this timeline because yeah, I'm lost. I'm lost too. Okay, so step one, what happens? You yeah, take step the, you, one. you eat mushrooms. We had a party, okay. mushroom party. Okay, step one party. Okay. Party. We're like, we're going to shroom tonight. We freaking put them in, um, we put them in Rice Krispie treats. We smoked weed. We had a fest, a okay. mushroom party. Party? I had done these before. <laughs> okay. Okay? 
I had done these before and I never came off the trip. Got it. So step one, you partied, you ate mushrooms, you ate Rest Christmas retreats. Step two, what happens? Um, I am tripping, not even aware that I'm tripping. I'm sleep deprived for a couple days. Okay. Just up, up, just wired. So okay. you do this like on a Thursday. So now we're Saturday. Friday, Saturday, Saturday, you still haven't slept. It was January 13th, 1998. That was a Thursday. Wow. So, so, so I'm going to, so I'm going to tell you. Oh, that was my birthday. birthday. Yeah. That was your birthday? That was my birthday, man. You're tripping on my birthday. Man, oh, shoot. Tripping, tripping. <laughs> Go. Yeah, so it actually happened January 13, 1998. So that was a Thursday, if you look on the calendar. Okay. And it was two nights I didn't sleep. Well, let's go back. It was probably like Monday, Tuesday that I had the party. So then you I didn't you're sleep. You're partying on a Monday? You're a serious party. We're at San Diego State, baby. So, 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 <laughs> I'm all San Diego and, State, and, come and on. I, I don't know if this is so a real proud representation right now. You're telling you're tripping on acid and mushroom San Diego State. <laughs> So you partied on Monday or you partied on Thursday? And now I'm confused again. I partied. Listen to the story. Listen I partied on Monday, Tuesday. Monday, Let's Tuesday. just say it was Tuesday. And I was stuck for two days. And Thursday morning, Thursday. I woke up. You woke up. Thinking the end of the world was coming. Where were and you? I, was, I happened to be at my um, good friend's home in the room of a, a, a guy at the time that I was very into, but he wasn't there. And so, um, long story short, that I was, I won't explain why I was not dressed, but I ended up, my mind was going, which you got to understand when you're... Well, you can't just blow by that. Would you just, you want to explain why you're but not naked? dressed. Why yeah. are you butt naked? Yeah, just, we're not, I mean, oh, man. Like because I, I kinda, why do adults I, get butt naked? You start off with acid and you're Lee, worried about Lee, how we're... Lee needs to know why adults get butt naked. Yeah, why do we, he doesn't yeah. know this part. Yeah. Oh, Go God, ahead. this is like... Is this X for rated R? Because I can't say this right now. You don't have to cuss. I mean. No. It just basically. You already said you were naked under the blanket. I guess so, what? We're all naked under okay, our so, clothes. So you got to understand this. You got to understand that when you're tripping on these things, mm-hmm. all your subconscious, unconscious stuff is coming out. And that's what I need to talk about mental illness. So I if guess, I did this, I'd be like, Lee, I really love your shirts. No, because everybody's. <laughs> all like, no, 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 no. Here's the key about mental illness. Was I really crazy? No, at the time I was, but I must have been already like... Who called you 5150, the police? Well, we're not that far in the story. Hold on. Well, if you you find a girl on the street in a blanket... Well, Well, 5150 means you're in danger to yourself or somebody else. Yeah, Yeah. did the police call you that or are you calling yourself that? Well, that's what they do. They pick you up and and that's a whole other thing and they take you in. Did they pick you up? Yeah. Yes, okay. I got taken to... A mental facility. Yeah, a, t- okay, a forty-eight it. hour hold or seventy-two hour hold yeah, or something like that. Yeah, which is a whole cool. other reason why I wrote this book. Okay, go. Uh, yeah. Um, what were you asking me? I'm trying to get a timeline still. Yeah, we're no, trying to get Monday, Tuesday, was... Thursday, Saturday. You know, I don't know it's where really we're irrelevant to why I was undressed <laughs> right now. <laughs> we don't really. Said. Well, you're the one who said. There's I know. A story. I was I asking know. about a timeline, yeah, not okay. your nudity. There was a story. Okay, okay. Why I was undressed. All right. You guys got to read the book. You guys got to read the book. Ah, okay. Well, you got to read the book. Better yet, how about we get the author in and we do a podcast that we can touch the world with? Yes. Why you were naked. <laughs> it's got a lot to do with where my emotions were at the time. I was really into. You're into this dude. You were I was in into his, this dude. He left. That, the rest obviously. of that is not brain surgery. I was, I was having, into this dude. I was I'm not going to tell you why I was Maybe naked. that evening I had been having fun with myself. Okay. Cool. Party. Right. This girl parties by herself with her friends, with or without mushrooms. I was nineteen. I was nineteen. All right, got it. Cool. One man party. One one man party. Oh right, all right, all right. TMI. That's it. But a lot of people ask that question, and it is in the book. All right. So there. 
Okay, so, so what day are we on? So I was thinking that everybody, the end of the world was coming, and we were all going in it our birthday suits. on Thursday. And we were all going to go in our birthday suits to outside. Who's we all? Like the world. Like everybody. Oh, okay. Like so everybody was kind of like the rapture. In a like spirit. I was in a trance. Like Your this. thought is the world is going through this right now. Yes. Okay. Where everyone's running out into the street. People are just taking off their ties and jackets. You don't understand. I'm like a very, I was raised Catholic, so I'm a very spiritual. It was a very like awakening. A lot of people that have these trips, it's very spiritual for them. Mm-hmm. Got it. And um, I was believing that I was like in between like, I don't know, it sounds crazy like in some type of purgatory or something like heaven and hell okay like it was very dark and then when they took me in and they closed me up in the mental place and padded cell it wasn't padded but it was a steel door little four walls is when i had my awakening and i was like holy crap and i i did i prayed i prayed to god and you came out of this trip it was when reality struck they had they had handcuffed me they take they had taken me in and um there's there's a quick part of the story. I stopped at my friend's house on the way. They were trying to tell the cops. My friends lived on the main street. Wait, so the cops when, were taking you to jail, and you stopped at your house. They were yeah, literally. They stopped me, and they're like trying to get me into the car. And I was like, no, 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 no. My friends are gonna clothe me to live on the street. Mm-hmm. So and it was this house called the barn that we all used to party at. The barn. And pretty much, my friends were like, oh, she's just been studying a lot, telling the cops. She's tired. <laughs> She's just been up, you know, even though at, it was like winter at, break, right? At the barn. And um, the cops knew I was on something. They were just like, so that's yeah, when the they cops. took me. In. Yeah. They took me in and they took me into a, a San Diego. From the barn. County mental health. From the barn. And that's when I got taken into a room. From the barn. Yes. That's the place. Okay. That's our, that was the place yeah. we partied. You know what the barns. guys, well, no, the guys at the college, you know, you know what? Let's go pick up some girls. Where? The barn. Yeah. The barn. The parties were at the barn. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude, that sounds awful. Like, I didn't that really. just, I'm just retelling. Well, I don't know. There was a lot of stuff that went down at the barn. Okay. Got it. Oh, there's a lot of stuff. So anywho. Moving along. So moving along, I had my awakening when they, I got into the mental hospital, pretty much um, being taken in. And being like, dude, I'm not crazy. I'm just tripping on, on, is when I realized I'm stuck. But I was stuck for a couple weeks. I didn't just come out of it right away. Um, I actually was transferred. You know, I'm 19. My friends had to tell my parents, hey, come get Aileen. She's, you know, because I was supposed to come home. It was during winter break. And my parents were like, what's going on with Aileen? Um, of course, my parents were like, you're leaving San Diego. Like, I'm 19 years old. My world goes from being this college kid, partying it up to like, nope, you're going back home. And I was in a charter behavioral where, health. Where was home at? What Buena state Park, city? Buena, Buena Park, Park, California, okay. Okay. Orange County. And um, I had been transferred That's to fancy. a charter. Buena Park's kind of fancy. Yeah, we lived there for um, borderline Knott's Berry Farm. I'm a Knott's Berry Farm kid. <laughs> right. I, I grew up at Knott's. But, um, anywho, that's besides the point. I got transferred yeah. to a charter behavioral health back then. They had these charter behavioral healths in Mission Viejo. And they put me in a locked-up un- locked unit. And what happened was um, these doctors didn't know what I had done. They were like, what would she do? Mushrooms? Psilocybin mushrooms? And um, that's the thing with mental illness. Men- not mental health. Like, at the time, like I said, I was in a drug-induced psychosis. That's what they called the term. Who's drug they? Doctors? Doctors. The police dr- people? Dr- doctors. How long were you in the police people places? Jail. Well, the hold. The whole time. I believe, and that's the part that's a little, I have to check my records. Yeah, they have records. Yeah, I have to check my records. It is a 72-hour hold, but since I did have a psychologist at the time, I believe I 
this my psychologist allowed me to get transferred. So I was not in there for 72 hours, like okay. my psychologist. So um, pretty much what ended up happening. So you had a psychologist prior to being deemed 5150. So you had somebody that you were seeing before the police said you were crazy. Or a danger not to regularly. Not crazy. It's because okay, not regularly. Um, but gosh, you had one. That's a, that's a fact. You just told me that. I yes? had one well, because I just, had one because my sister, my home life was a little nuts. My sister and my parents had some issues. Got it. So you had and a psychologist though. That's, that's, so we have to establish. It was my sister's psychologist. Timeline. It was my family psychologist. I don't know if I can buy that. I'm, not, I'm you? not buying that because psychologists have to bring you in a no, real no, profession. No, 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 no. Profession is yours, right? No. So here's the. So you're trying to distance yourself from the psychologist, but the no, 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 no. Okay, so you had the psychologist prior to fifty one. Doctor Vance Becker, he's the one that endorses my book on the very first page. He was my very very first psychologist. Um, how old were you when you got this guy? I was 17, but that's not by choice. My parents said, he he wants to see you because there was a lot of issues at home with my sister and my parents. And I thought they were the crazy ones and I was a normal one. So my sister had issues and I was the one that was happy-go-lucky. Like, I'm going to go away to San Diego State and life's going to be peachy keen. And you guys are the So ones. for the record, we had a psychologist at 17. Yes. And we landed up 5150, a danger to myself and or others at 19. But was I, no, I, was I really a danger from perception? Perception-wise says... The police says, say you were. And that's a whole other thing about 5150 that is a little hard to, when they go and they evaluate you, is a person on drugs really a danger to themselves or to society? I have a serious I question. Tripping. I have a serious question. Yes. Do you believe you really remember this correctly? Oh, yeah. Here's the reason why I ask is I've asked for a timeline a dozen times today and I have not gotten an accurate timeline because or day or event or anything. Read the book. You, you have to read the does book. This, does the book give a, yes. a definitive yes. timeline? It's upside down. Yeah. It's Chapter. It's not for the world. It's for you. Does it give a definitive timeline yes, that I can does. actually follow? What we follow? missed right away was that she already had a psychologist you know already what? at 17 years old. Why do you why? think I'm going to write? Why do you think I wrote a book about it? Because it's a lot. There's a timeline as to the events that led up to that night. I'm not asking There's that a- question because I don't believe you. I'm asking that question because people in general have a hard time remembering what really happened. I remember everything that happened, but it was highly traumatic. So can I tell you that? It was very, very traumatic for okay, me. Okay, so we had a psychologist at 17. We landed up 5150 at 19. And now we're in a facility where you are locked down. And where are we? I get transferred to charter behavioral help from that facility. Okay, got it. Okay, because... You're still 19 years old. Still 19. Got it. The doctors in Orange County at that facility charter... Mm-hmm were not aware of what I had done. They were like, what are mushrooms? Um, for, they because were tr- psychologists and doctors don't know what mushrooms are. Not everybody. Like there's the bad, ones that went to college for four years and then went to college for that for eight years for the chemistry of the brain don't know what mushrooms well, are. Well, so here's the question. And you recall this perfectly. I recall this perfectly. Well, you didn't, you just said that you dipped these mushrooms in something. No, so I didn't dip them. Or they, they were dipped they in something. They come like that. They're psychedelic. Well, I thought the mushroom just grew and you, and you eat it. I thought, I think they're... You're telling acid. me that it's induced or, or has another chemical I involved believe in it. so. My friends got them from like Arizona. So when the psychologist asks heard. that question, it's actually a legit question. Is it mushrooms or is it something else? It's mushrooms. Yeah. They're psilocybin mushrooms. But see, some people just, yeah, you can hallucinate from the ground, but some people do take into an extreme and they put other stuff on it. Just like... Like a and the psychologists don't know this. Maybe we should teach no, them. No, here's the deal. No, I did not. Don't don't say the psychologists didn't know that. This was 1998. They didn't and know it then. 
No, listen to the story. Okay, go. When I was at the charter, they were giving me meds. And I could literally remember my brain not okay. And I kept telling my parents, these doctors here do not know what the hell I did. Like, they're giving me these uppers. Mm -hmm. I'm more anxious. And they even said, I don't know if she's ever going to come back out of it. But I was spiritually praying to God, and I knew I was going to come out of it. It was just like a matter of time. However, I remember my brain not okay. And I remember being like, you need to find me. Take me back to San Diego, mom and dad. They're like, hell no. And I was like, I don't know. Some doctor over there knows. I just feel it. So hence... On the bottom of my book, Dr. Michael Larden wrote the foreword of my book. Okay. Dr. Michael Larden was God sent. I um, found him from calling an insurance company. My insurance company at the time, I was like, I'm going, I need to see a psychiatrist in San Diego. My parents are like, hell no, we're not taking you there. Dr. Larden was the first doctor that saw us and was like, you fried your brains out. So how, you, how, wait a minute, how do you get your, from, whoa. how do you get from Bueno Park or no, Orange County? How do you get from Orange County to Back San to San Diego? Diego. Because... I felt my brain not okay. And I told my mom, you either get me a doctor because these doctors here are experimenting with my brain. I feel my brain not okay. I said, something tells me, take me so back to San Diego. So you not right mind yes. were able to convince yes. your family to yes. take you out of a sanctioned medical facility and rewind. transfer you to another sanctioned medical rewind. facility? Rewind. Re okay, yeah, Re no, no, no. I didn't, say, I didn't say I was transferred. Okay, go. No. I was in charter behavioral health for a week. They were giving me meds, treating me. They released me because they were just like, back to my parents. Okay. In Buena Park. Okay. Are you a minor at this time? No, she's 19. 19. Dude, follow. Dude, follow. Dude, follow. Dude, follow. There is no timeline. I, no, 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 no. We've been saying I'm 19 since the beginning. I, you were six, no, you were 16. Yeah. No, you were 17. No, no, no. You asked me. No, 17. No, 16 is when they got the psychologist. No, we're just coming The family psychologist. Okay, 16 was never around. 17. You went from 15 to 17? I don't even know. Whatever. <laughs> let's let's get back on okay, track. Back to my track. So, so they released you from the Orange County Charter. medical facility yes. into the care of your parents. Yes, and I still wasn't okay. At one time, you said that they didn't know what was going on. At any one time, did these professionals say, "Hey, Aileen, how did you get here?" The mushrooms. Okay, but, so they knew. But they knew, but they didn't know how to treat me properly. Oh, so they're so so they, they were giving me and County. see, and this is the part with mental health, okay, and mental me. illness, anybody. If you do suffer, and like, again, mine was a psychosis. I hadn't had any episode prior to that. Uh -huh. They're going to prescribe you meds, and they have to find this proper balance and cocktail in your brain. And so the thing with me is I was like coming out of the psychosis. So these doctors didn't know what exactly what meds. They were giving me uppers. When I say uppers, there's, there's antipsychotic meds. There's antidepressants. There's Prozac. Uh, there's are you a doctor? I'm not a doctor, but I've been a mental patient for 20 years. <laughs> so I'm... Okay, so no, hold, on, hold on. I'm trying to register that. I got it. Okay, got it. Got so it. I, I, a, I have the experience have that medical, I've been educated. No, I get it. You're on the other side of it, but do you have any medical um, I do. I did study human development at Hope International University. Any um, degrees of any kind? I'm yet to finish so my no degree, degree online. No degree. No, no degree no, no in degree. the field. Okay, I just want to know. If you're talking from a medical perspective, only from a first person that you've been through it, which yeah. they're both different eyes. They're both different sets well, of eyes. Well, the reason I wrote my book is only because I have an MD that for that um, that endorsed it, and there's an MD. It's not mine, but there's a doctor that endorsed it who happened to be the doctor. Let me get I'm to sure Dr. Larden. i good books, too. No, no. He, has, he wrote a book, Finding Your Zone. Well, let's get to it. Okay, so let's get, let, to, let's it. get to it. Good so... What ended up happening was I'm released back to my parents' home, okay. and I'm not okay. I feel myself still anxious. And they had been taking me to the Orange County psychs, psychiatrist, and okay. I'm like, Mom, Dad, these doctors, I feel it. They don't Mom, know Dad, what are they the one of a doctor? Either one of them doctors? No, no. Okay. 
So, um, and my mom had brought like Catholic ladies to pray over me. I mean, it was just like, imagine your daughter's in this state of mind, right? So I found Dr. Larden by calling our, our insurance company. I made my parents drive me down there. You had the presence of mind to go seeking a doctor, even though you were 5150 released and not of right mind by your own words? I got to tell you, I knew that I needed something. Yes. And okay, that's good. the part. Okay. That's, so you, that's, so those you are the tools. the yellow pages and... No, no. I was on my parents' insurance. Listen. Right, well, okay. You're on your yellow... <laughs> He has a hard time with that. I'm a listen. I was on their insurance. I picked up the insurance card and okay. called and said, hey, give me two psychiatrists in San Diego. Okay. Dr. Larden was the only one that had an opening. Okay. We drove. And the minute he saw me, he was like 37, young doctor straight out of Stanford. And he's like, you go to the school on the top of the hill? You fried your brains out, young lady. You crazy kids partying it up. He's like, you are so lucky to be right here. He, um, this is 1998. You know, today and that was his technical diagnosis. You fried your brain. No, no, out. that he's he's very that real and humanitarian. No, 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 no. He was very real, very humanitarian. He drew my brain on his like dry erase board, and he's like, "This is your brain. All your neurotransmitters are going like this. All your dopamine levels are going like this. I need to give you meds to calm your brain down." He was the only doctor that was like, "What are you on? Mm -hmm. No, you need to calm down." And I was like, "Oh, what? I gotta take meds? Oh hell no! Am I crazy?" So my book talks about the stigma and the label of like, it's very disheartening to be 19 and have something like this happen to you and then be like, I got to be on meds. Now, fast forward, Dr. Larden today is amongst um, one of the top um, sports medicine psychiatrists and psychiatrists in the world. He treats a lot of athletes in the mainstream. He treats a lot of um, um, NFL players, PGA tour, um, tour players. He... Mm -hmm treats a lot of the people in the um, athletes in the Olympics um, and he knows how the mind works and he, I, I owe a lot to him in the last 22 years he's the only reason I really wrote my book because he treats athletes but I'm probably one of his patients that is not an athlete that he has helped attain help me attain um, peak performance in my life what does peak performance mean he wrote a book called, called Finding you, Your Zone. For you. What is it? I'm sure the, I'm, I'm a fan of him already. Just by what you're saying, I'm sure the guy's very smart. Oh, no, no. I'm sure he's top of the line. I have some interviews but on my website with him. What's peak performance for you? What's peak uh, performance for you? What does that mean? Peak performance for me Are you like is, an athlete? Peak performance is being able to find balance in my life and, and zoning out in any situation, no matter what happened to me. Like this, so, this was a trauma. Like Dr. Larden speaks about um, instant amnesia. He in that book, in his book, um, Finding Your Zone, he talks about seeing Tiger I'm Woods. About him, I want to talk about you. But I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you because I have to give this example. Okay. He talks about seeing Tiger Woods on the on the um, golf course and about how if he does a bad, what do you call it? Swing. Swing. He has to instantly do it again. You know, like instant instant amnesia. The best athletes. Forget about the bad one, right? And they just immediately go. He, he has taught me to be like, yes, this happened to you, but it doesn't define you. You have to put that. So I'm back to peak performance. I, I get it. He's helping guys like Tiger Woods. I don't know if he helps Tiger Woods, but he's I can't say like, Tiger's his patient. I, I just know. I don't know. I'm a fan of the doctor. So I, yeah. think, I think I get just it. So, so he's he, helping you to forget what's happened? Not that forget it, but not let it define me. And, and okay. move forward. So I got a bad swing, so I'm not a bad swinger. It just happened. And, and bam, well, you know what? So in your situation, give me an example in your situation. 
in my situation, for one, and it's 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 pretty ironic, is the fact that he didn't become. I met, like I said, I met Dr. Lardinet when he was like thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. I don't know what year he became this well-known sports medicine psychiatrist, but when it got to the point, because I had two other breakdowns after this, I, I never did mushrooms again, but I was a crazy kid starting to do coke and just other stuff. <laughs> She's like, mushrooms are bad for me. Give me some coke. Yeah, but I can handle coke, <laughs> right? Seriously. It's so stupid. No, it's so stupid. For a decade after, I never did shrooms. That's kids, man. But um, I was dumb. I was that dumb kid. So So, after you saw a doctor, you're still doing cocaine? Yeah, and Dr. Larder knew everything, though. I would tell him. He knew you were doing cocaine? Did he sanction it? No, he would just say, like. Don't do that. You know, that's the thing. The people, the psychiatrists, psychologists, they can't tell you not what to do. They're going to tell you, obviously, this is not going to get you back to, you know, it's going to get you more imbalanced. Mm Mm-hmm. And of course I would lie to him on occasion, but when he started treating athletes, I think that's when it really, when I found out that he started becoming more known, I was like, wow. He's like, you're not crazy, Aileen. I treat these athletes. If I can name drop who I treat, you're not crazy. He made me realize like it's more normal. To be crazy? To some degree that there's people that you don't even know. There's people that you don't even know if I gave you names, these athletes that are on meds, that are bipolar, that are, and some of the most brilliant people in the world are a little crazy. Oh yeah, hands down, no doubt. And so he, and it's like, but for me, it's like, no, but it's a label. Like, no, 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 no. You know, because the stigma tells you anybody that sees a psychiatrist, psychologist has to be crazy. Where it's kind of changing now. It, it, It tells us? Or it tells you. Society has kind of, um, the norm, I mean, what is the norm? If you, is it normal to go see a psychologist? It's not treated, is it normal to see a psychiatrist? Like it's normal, like I if you break your leg? I believe this is perception, because this sounds My book like is, it's a lot of your perception. It sounds like you have a lot of your perception going on here. So. And you're speaking for the entirety of society, and I'm, I'm a little lost on okay, that. Okay, so here. When you read my book. It says a perspective of life. So my book's called, look, this is the way it is. Uh A perspective of life through the lenses of a very real chick. Hashtag mental health. Hashtag false perceptions. Hashtag first God. So you call yourself a very real chick. Yes, because I tell it. You realize that that's not defined. That's whoever, that comes, that's subjective. Whoever is saying that, they're a very real chick. So when you say that, you're starting off with a subjective perspective and saying that, you went through and you did mushrooms with acid and then you uh, had a psychologist from 17 and at 19 you were declared 5150 by the police. Then you find this really cool doctor, which again, I'm already a fan just by what you told me. And he treats a real famous I'll get him on the show. And then, and then nice. you are doing cocaine mm-hmm. while you're seeing the doctor like, hey doc, when we're done here, I'm going to go hit me a line of cocaine or whatever it is. I don't know how, I don't know how But works. then when he told me that he became this sports medicine psychiatrist treating all these mainstream athletes elite athletes i'm like whoa i'm not crazy because my doctor treats athletes i mean it's stupid it's the reality you needed for it to be somebody important before you felt you were important to some degree but he wasn't that person when i met him what if he never treated anybody exactly who cares that doesn't change exactly you're still and that's my point but that's my point that's my point that's what helped me get better for whatever reason so your i could have had any doctor so you, could, yeah, but you, but because you got someone that had famous people, you go, oh, then I must be okay. Yeah, because you identify as you're a young kid. You're like, I mean, look at people. We hold up celebrities like they all have issues too, if not more than no. <laughs> normal wait person. a minute, hold on. And shocker. so, are they all doing cocaine? I, I, I can't speak, but you know. 
cocaine. I'm all, you know. I don't know. But you know what? One of the things, because it's actually really short, and this puts a lot into perspective, mm-hmm. I am going to read real quick Dr. Larden's forward. Okay? I'm going to read it. It's real quick. It's short. Okay. Read it. I'm going to read, read it, it so you guys can kind of see. He wrote this about me. So it puts into perspective really what this is all about. A wise man once said, it is only when you are truly lost that you find your way. Aileen Amador's story starts 21 years ago when she went walking naked and psychotic after a college party. Wait a minute. You said you were covered by a blanket. Was that for the podcast reasons or is that? That's in the book. It's not in the foreword. Well, I'm just okay. He I'm didn't have to put that. You. That's well, irrelevant no, he, to the foreword. You realize how many famous, <laughs> how many fans we have? We got to be legit with the fans. We can't. Yeah, be, but this is Doctor Larden's forward of the book. But he's not. He, that's irrelevant. But you you bring up naked and then covered in a blanket, and I got to figure out what the reality okay, is. Okay, read chapter something. It's in there. It's in there. Okay. Well, okay. how about I get the author on my podcast and she actually tells me. I already told you that, and I told you why. Let no, me finish. You said naked. She, you said. Let blanket. me finish. Okay, go ahead. Let me Clear finish. Clear it up. Okay. Aileen Amador's story starts 21 years ago when she went walking naked and psychotic. I did say walking naked. No, you didn't. You said in a blanket. You said covered in a blanket. No, no, no. I went. No, they found her on the floor covered in a blanket. blanket. But you keep bringing it back up. I was ready to blow right by. All right. And psychotic after a college party. Psychology. Okay, good. Only to find herself. Only to find herself a few days later locked up in a psychiatric hospital. While in the hospital, she begins to hallucinate. She sees demons, Jesus, and other visions of which trigger her to begin to question her deep Christian faith. In title, Aileen shares her story of what happened when a profound instance of mental illness took over her life, changing her course forever. For Aileen, mental illness is not only a complicated medical condition, it is also a cause for a spiritual crisis. As she struggles to heal, she also seeks a way to understand the cause of her affliction some of which lead her to question the emotional and mental constraints of her religious upbringing. She meets resistance from her family, friends, and members of her church, who hear Aileen's questions as offensive gestures against religious doctrine. Ultimately, the truth wins out. And in in it, Aileen finds true healing, discovering that in spite of the societal stigma, Christianity and psychiatry can coexist and enhance healing. Aileen's story inspires those of us who believe in Jesus and struggle with mental illness in ourselves and in our loved ones. Her story is one of confusion, courage, faith, and ultimately happiness. As her doctor of 20 years, it has been my blessing to witness her salvation. Dr. Michael Larden, MD. So so in a nutshell. No, no, what he just did is he encapsulated the book. That's not his actual, his not his... His uh, medical diagnosis, it's not, he's encapsulating the book. So I don't want to confuse the two. Key, 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 You said diagnosis. So that's the problem with society. We're a society of diagnosis. And I believe, oh, it's too loud? (laughs) Just just step step back a little bit. You're good. You're good. We are a society of diagnosis. Says who? The labels. You go see a shrink. What labels? ADD. Attention deficit disorder. Okay, that's a diagnosis. Okay, bipolar disorder is another name. Manic depressive illness. Manic. Um, You're right. PTSD. Post traumatic stress disorder. I mean, these are all diagnoses. They're all diagnoses, but the name tells you post traumatic distress disorder. Something traumatic in your life, right, caused you to have this disorder. Thus, a diagnosis. That's a diagnosis. So what happened? Those are labels that are placed on you and to some degree, define the person. We allow them to define us. That's why the 
That's objective because one of them is a diagnosis and one of them is a perspective or an opinion. Okay, but how about when you treat it, are you still suffering from the post-traumatic disorder? Because when you're treated incorrectly, whether it's medication, Mm -hmm. whether it's praying about it, whether it's changing your diet, Mm -hmm. you can't put people in a box. It's treating it like it was... Who's putting them in a box? And the reason I say I meet resistance, he said, I'm sorry, he says I meet resistance from, because I was um, so raised, you, you I was raised, I can't really hear. You can increase, yeah. You, you, um, you were putting it in a box? Okay, so what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that I told you I had a Catholic upbringing, but when right. all this happened, this was very spiritual, so okay. I actually started attending a lot of Christian church. And as I started to attend a church, they'd be like, you're on meds? I was just pray about it, you know, you know, God. And I was so like, well, who put you in a box? That's what I'm, that's what I'm confused. Again, with. again, I think society puts you in a box. Yes. I, I disagree with that. No, I do, I because really with mental, with, with mental illness from the research Thanks, that I've Chris. done, there's a lot that crosses <laughs> over. There's a ton that crosses yes. over. So you could be post-traumatic. You could be schizophrenic. You yes. could be all yeah, these di- bipolar, but there isn't an exact. You could also have been but fat pe- and you're not fat anymore. People want to put you in that box. Okay. Go with that. It's it the exist. lack of education and unknown because it's the study of the mind the brain you cannot get we're all wired differently and i think it comes down to yeah maybe the diagnosis so my diagnosis so getting back i was in a drug-induced psychosis at 19 from shrooming that was my first diagnosis okay when i what did they diagnose you with when you were 17 and you started seeing i never was i only went to a psychologist because my parents the doctor wanted to hear me i was the youngest I never had a diagnosis. But you had a psychologist. Who was the psychologist for? It was for my mother and father and sister because there was issues in the home. With My sister had um, bulimia, rexia, and okay. she had some suicidal issues. So they issues. hired okay. the so psychologist yes. for your sister and, and them. And hence, I'm the one that kept so seeing by, 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 <laughs> you guys are, you guys are family, there's a, there's a family. They're the ones that need it. I'm just kidding. I love, the ones that oh, need it. <laughs> it's all their fault. It's down. It's down again. You can't hear yourself? Yeah, I don't know why it keeps. Did I pop? There. You hear yourself now? Again, go. So, so your you family has a history of, of mental illness. My father's side. It's okay. weird. It's like echoing. Okay. How's it now? Hello. Ground control. Yeah. Major Good. Thomas. Okay, but it's like ec- you don't need to have them on. You can take them off. If you Ground want. control. Okay. Major I actually like Major having them on, but okay. So there, 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 there. It's better. Okay. What happened? I don't know. I lowered it a little bit though. You sound like Eminem now. <laughs> okay, so like a rap god. Um, rap god. Rap no god. Rap god. So that that's that's key. What you said, my family. That's one of the things that I believe mental illness needs to be seen. I think there's a genetic disposition on my father's side. That, no okay. doubt. Um, I, yeah. believe, I believe that. I yeah. believe my. Um, I have an aunt that's schizophrenic on my okay. father's side. All right. My dad suffers from anxiety. My grandmother. Yeah. So may, your family has a history. Got it. Cool. So. One of my things with my book is having people understand that you're not crazy for some people are more susceptible to cancer. Some people are more susceptible to diabetes. Some people are more susceptible to high blood pressure that instead of being... This is not a shocker though. This is, everybody knows this. What I'm trying to say is the lack of knowing and educating yourself that some people that I had to realize that what my ca- the cause of my affliction was, like Dr. Larden stated in my foreword, that am I really crazy? Or you know what? Genetically, I have, maybe I would have, I never would have shroomed, would it have come out? That's, that's kind of the, the, what I have later on developed this. So 
diagnosis. What happened after this incident, this psychosis? I told you I, I was a stupid kid and I started doing cocaine. I was like, okay, so I can't do shrooms. While you were with, under a doctor's care. Yeah, I was like, under okay. the good doctor. But see, here's the thing. Under I felt, the good doctor, you were I doing felt cocaine. inferior to my friends. I felt like I was crazy. I felt like, dude, why couldn't my brain handle the shrooms and, and my that's friends? So you actually thought and I'm the crazy one. Yes. You okay, okay, okay? I got a question for you. Did you ever feel like it was anybody else? And not you. Well, it's funny. You talk about perception. See, it's hard. That's why I wrote a whole book about it. It's hard for people to understand what I went through. Being what my eyes were perceiving. That's why there's eyes in the front of my book cover. Because you you perceive what you perceive. That perception's an individual's reality. That was deep. You perceive what you perceive. So what was your perception? Did you ever perceive that it was anybody else So I knew what really happened to me. You, You were clear? You were clear about it? I was clear, but I questioned my sanity of anybody would having that happen. And that was the trauma. No doubt. But I I think people question their sanity daily. Yeah, but they don't have an incident. No, we don't. Only the crazy ones. Maybe me. (laughs) Maybe I'll be one of my sanity. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Because I question my sanity daily. Okay, so. I am concerned now. The most trauma and the pain that I experienced and the healing that I needed was from being, it being kind of public, from being like, Dude, did you hear what Aileen did? She shroomed on mushrooms. She's crazy, you know? And so you because tangible. because I had this tangible incident that people knew about, my family, my peers, mm-hmm. that it, it, I allowed it to define me. And it was gossip. It and was, you're still allowing it to define you so no. much so that you wrote a book. Well, this is my healing process. It's not defined. This is but the reason. this is definition. This is doctrine. The this, minute you put it in writing, oh yeah, yeah, oh this is big no, because but, you know you're not known for re- going to the moon or being the first guy to break the sound barrier. You know what your I first mean, mark in the world was? Hey, Lee, Aileen was fifty-one fifty. Yes, that's still defining you. Shocker. No. Okay. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you have this to read isn't the, real. You haven't read the book. I would call that I, an I, instance, not a definition. Yeah. Well, no, but I would say it's a foothold. Boom. It's, this is, hey, you, I am because putting I've myself been a, out there as I was once book. a child. I don't define myself as a child. <laughs> well, absolutely. The minute if you no, wrote no, no, a no. book and say, I was hey, once I was a baby a child, too. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. But so it's ask the way me, you put yourself I, out in the, no, in the ask world. Me, ask me why I wrote the book. Why did you write the book? Ask me why. Become I a billionaire. A trillionaire? A trillionaire? It doesn't exist yet. Dude, like what you say, unless you're Jay Rowling, unless you're Jay Rowling's, like you said, Stephen King, this book, I, I self-published it. I, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm proud doing of you it by that, for that, by the way. Yeah, I'm very good proud job. of you. Let me, let me give you one second. Let me stop because I know I've been Oh, you're going to give me praise? I'm going to give you praise because I'll tell you what, this is like this. You went out and wrote a book and for those who self-publish, what it means to self-publish is means you have to write it or get a ghostwriter. You have to pay a lot of money. You have to buy a publisher. They have to pay for these things. It's not it's not an inexpensive endeavor. It's a very expensive yes. endeavor. And to do that is just like somebody going, hey, I bought a gym membership. Okay, cool. Did you get in shape? Well, mm-hmm. no, you can self-publish. So does that mean you wrote a book? No, you did. You actually went through the process. You executed whatever that takes. You wrote a check or whatever you did. You sat down, typed it out, or talked to somebody, or typed it, talked it into a computer, whatever. But you did something. Yes. And that I give you huge praise for. I just, I'm very, very proud that you you. got out there and you did something. Don't cry. Don't cry. (laughs) Don't cry. Because I'm still, I'm still gonna come at you with this stuff. I'm I'm still. So for the fact that you wrote a book, I'm giving you huge, huge thumbs up. Huge thumbs up. Thank you. But I'm gonna tell you something to answer your question when that happened to me at 19 um 
a lot of people knew, and I said it, I'm going to share my story one day. I, I knew that it happened for a reason. Like, as so cliche, you were defining yourself even then. It was like, it, it was my quest to be like, why did this happen? And one day I'm going to tell people why this happened. Okay. And, and this, and I, for years, over 20 years, it, it was 21 years ago that happened. 22, 21. Yeah. It'll be 22 in January. So you're still um, why, suffering why, why the ha- past. Well, well, are you questioning, are you saying why it happened from a spiritual perspective or from a drug induced perspective? Because I, I realized that this happened to me, but there's other people this has to, cause I know I'm not crazy. And I felt like I had to educate myself and find kind of the reason why it happened to heal. And so through the last 20 some years being treated by Dr. Larden, um, seeing therapist and even everything I went through being stupid and, and thinking, Oh, well my brain can't handle shrooms, but I, I could do lines of Coke and I'm fine. <laughs> there you go. I'm fine. Doc. That's a good one. Hey, I'm hey addi- seriously. I'm addi- shrooms are off the table. Lines of Coke. We're good. No, no, she's she's like, doc, I'm addicted to meth, crack, alcohol, <laughs> not cocaine. Yeah, I don't right. do, I don't do shrooms. Yeah. But now, <laughs> now not oh, my problem. Hey, the, the Coke doesn't make me go crazy. It just makes me, well, hence it, 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 it makes me unstable. Like, are, you still doing cocaine? Yeah. are you still doing cocaine? No, no, no. I stopped. Do you have any? Do you have any? I am Colombian, by the way. kidding. Oh man! Okay, I am that Colombian, by the way. That's Just kidding. Okay, oh no, no, that's bad for me to say to my Colombian peeps. We, yeah. we don't like to be known for it's that. It's called import we, export. We like to be known for coffee, coffee, coffee import, and flowers, and beautiful export. women and food. I like all those things. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. So where were we? Where were we at? I don't know. Where were you? Where were oh, you? Well, okay, so I asked you if it was a spiritual or drug-induced. And then you went on with that. Oh, piece. okay, okay, okay. You so told it, me to ask you why you wrote the book. You oh, never yeah, yeah, answered. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. never answered. So that's answer what I'm the saying. question. I still don't have a okay, okay, Aileen, okay. Answer the question. Okay. So I wrote the book for much healing that I needed. Okay. okay. So you're still suffering the past. No, no, no. This is well. You wrote the book to heal. This is that's uh, what you just okay. said. Hold on, hold on, hold on. In order to heal yourself, you have to have suffering. Here's the or thing. Or pain. Because I'll tell you. Let me say. You got the present, the right now. Okay. And you can suffer what's in the future, but the future hasn't happened. Do you get that? Yes. Okay, so you can suffer the past, but that's already done. You can't do anything about okay, the past. Okay, but here's the thing. This is 178 pages of my vent of, it's like healing. It's okay, like an so you outlet. have to heal. So you're still suffering and you're healing. Not anymore. Okay, so you're now but, healed. But here's the thing. That's a good question. Until I die, I'm going to battle. Like, this is not like I've arrived. I wrote a so book. I, I wrote a book saying, hey, this is what happened. Look. Yeah. And... I'm not going to, that's a whole other podcast, but you guys know what I'm personally going through. And it's at the very end of this book that I ended my book with, look, this is the way it is. And life's always going to throw something at you. And I look forward to what is to come. And last year before publishing this book, when it was supposed to come out, my husband got diagnosed with brain cancer. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm very sorry to hear that. Yes. Just to prove that, look, this is the way it is. Be prepared because life's always going to throw you something. And I never, ever thought. But this thought, is still a healing process. No, yeah. So, so have, you're not no, healed. No, no, no. Because are we really ever, you just learn to cope with life and what, because had I not written this book and gotten to the point, I probably would not be able to endure the biggest trial of my life because I wrote a whole book about what I thought was the worst thing that happened to me. And the next book I'm going to write is about the journey with my husband having brain cancer because finding optimal mental health or, or getting to a place where you're able to balance life and mental health, your mental health, mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're not going to get highs and lows. We're always going to get highs and lows. You think that's it's, a shocker for anybody? It's learning to balance it. 
whether it means you're somebody that can change their diet. Do you think that's a shocker? A shocker we all, I mean, as anybody who's been alive, I, I get this. I get this from a lot of people like, hey, you don't understand what I've come through. I'm like, okay, so where are you? What have you built? And what have you come through? We all know in life you have to balance. Hey, you know what? Hey, here's a real breaking news. There's going to be highs and lows in your life. Shocker. No, we all know that. We, I get that. I mm-hmm. get that. Hey, you're going to get setbacks. You're going to get wins. That's life, right? Right, right. That's life. Right. But how do we manage them? How do, do we do it healthy? Do, do, we? Pe- do, do the way... It's and again, then healthiest perspective, right? Hello? Healthiest perspective, right? No, it's it like went away. It went away in your ears? Yeah. Okay, did it come I'm, back? Oh, no. Yeah. You got it? Yeah, but it's Because like we're all struggling with stuff. We're all struggling. But you're struggling through your perspective, through your perception. And with your right. earphones. Right, everybody's. And your earphones. Yeah, don't forget I'm your struggling either. because yeah, I don't I'm like struggling. when I. Yeah, I there look you go. Like That'll help smack the mic. There you go. Okay, hello? No. Um, yeah, it's it's perception. Um. We all have our own truths. The way you perceive your reality is different than mine. What is? Oh, don't get into that. We're going to get into dimensions. Oh, here we go. Dimensions. Hey, dimensions, hey. dimensions. Hey, 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 hey. Ooh, you know what, Chris? Chris, Chris, yeah. Chris. Yes. I'm going to tell you something because I have a very good memory. Okay. Ooh. I, I don't believe that, but okay. You t- I remember you telling me back at Wholesale Capital. Ooh. What year was this? By the way, by the way, we all used to work together. I never worked in my life. I don't know. He doesn't work. <laughs> Anyhow, that the problem with humanity is we don't own up to stuff. Wouldn't life be better if, as humans, we owned up to what we've been through? To who? To yourself. Oh, yeah. You always have to. You said that to me one time. Okay. And I thought it was profound. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Good job, dude. And I remember it. I'm awesome. Just and so I think that's the problem. Let's take a moment we in o- silence for, to praise Chris. Ready? <laughs> One, two, three, silence. Hop. I think human beings, we don't own up to... I was trying we, to do silence. Own up You're not to- doing a very good job, man. Shut up. All right, quiet. <laughs> I think as human beings, we do not own up to what causes us or, or some of us do. I, okay. So let me not just stereotype everybody, mm-hmm. but there are triggers in our life that cause us to be anxious, that cause us to be depressed, that causes maybe you've never dissected your life and been like, what caused me to get here? What caused me to get here? And I think that's the problem that we, humanity doesn't always own up to it. And so what do we do? We overcompensate with stuff, mm-hmm. whether we get obsessed with the gym, whether we get obsessed with work, whether we get obsessed with, you know, why do people have affairs? Why do, you know, just, you could, it can go on and on. I think we don't own up to the instability or the imbalance. Does that make sense? Something, when we you were, say, but we no, were born. You, that when yeah. something goes chaotic, you, you, change directions and dive into something else. But Is when that what you, you mean? say, it's we, like a cover up, like who, we overcompensate, like we, Lee Duran. I said, I said, I think I I just said I didn't want to stereotype because I'm not saying this is everybody. I think there are many people that do not deal with the instability um, and they overcompensate and they never own up to, let's just say, we're all ugly. We're all good. We're all bad and ugly. We're all fallen. We all have an ugly nature. Nobody's perfect. I'm not going to get all spiritual and talk about Jesus Christ, but, but we're all ugly. Do we all own up to our ugly side? I don't know. Do we? Because it's pr- your perspective. It's pride. A lot of people were a lot of. Pr- That's have a lot your of pride. perspective, though. A your lot of people are proud. Exactly. Well, I don't get. But I don't what think I'm saying. that far off. I don't understand what you're saying because, like, let's say we're at a grocery store and I could walk out with that candy bar, or I couldn't. I think that's what you're trying to say, right? And some people say I'm going to buy it because I'm a good person. About theft? And some people steal it. No, that's she's talking about the ugly side. I don't. I'm, I'm lost. I'm lost because I see everything's coming through your perspective. Well, yeah, I wrote a book. It's my Where perspective. Where else is it going to come from? <laughs> Where else is it going to come from? <laughs> oh yeah, 
hello. Do you have a, a person that speaks for you? Yeah. Do you have a, Yeah. Hello. So your perspective, and I'm and just <laughs> the whole book was about your perspective. I don't understand. This is all your. This is all your perspective. Of course. Okay. Wait a minute. How come? Okay. Look, okay. Okay. No. Look, let me. What look, makes you be Lee? Look. Look. What makes you be Lee? Ugly glasses and ugly shirts. Who is ugly, Lee? Who is according Chris? to him, ugly glasses and ugly shirts. Who is Lee? According Who's to Chris? him, ugly glasses. And that's ugly my shirts. perspective, and that's his perspective. Exactly. What's your perspective? And who am I to argue that? Yeah, who is she to argue that? She wrote a book. She's fact. an author. Nobody exactly. can argue with no, that. She it's fact. Fact. She, fact, she wrote a book. Fact, she's an author. I love this. Why don't we tell everybody that right now, right now. the books that you can purchase are on demand. Plug yourself. Go. You got two minutes. Yeah, you got two yeah. minutes. Go. Two minutes the, the books podcast. that you can purchase right now are on demand um, by order at www.adeleneamadormeza.com. That's A-I-L-E-E-N-A-M-A-D-O-R-M-E-Z-Z. A.com. <laughs> I said that really fast. Uh, do it again. Um, that is www.a-i-l-e-e-n-m. Oh, dude. Do it again because that's not, I said it, Meza. Well, let me tell, give, give, give you a hint for the rest of the world. You never have to say www again in your life. Oh, okay. Everybody knows www. That is true. Okay. So go to Aileen Amador Meza. A I L E E N M E Z Z A. Dot com. Did you I spell? I messed up. Okay. I didn't say Amador. I don't know how to say it. I'm not you used to saying it. How's anybody get that figured out? Okay, so what I'm going to say is go to www.aileenamadormeza with two so Z's.com. What's the most shocking thing? So, <laughs> I mean, the hold most on, shocking hold thing on, in the book. Hold on, hold hold on. Me. You only got one minute left. How, how so, what I'm about saying to lose is, everything. I'm gonna, we started I'm late. We're already going with this. Go right now before it's on Amazon. Dude, you're talking and you're wasting the minute. Go. Um, before it goes on Amazon, because it's not on Amazon, I'm going to revise the, the copies right now. So you can go purchase the copies right now. It's not on Amazon and Barnes and Noble or iTunes yet till later next month or um, early year. But um, what is the whole thing about the book? What did you ask me? What do you want me to end what's with? The, what's the big highlight of the book? What's the big the highlight? highlight? That, yeah. that uh, number one, I wrote it for myself. And number two. So you, the highlight to, is to about be, you. Number two, to be a mental health advocate. Right. Okay. All right, everybody. Unfortunately, we got a break. That's it. We're out of time. Hey, appreciate everybody tuning in. Thank you for coming. Yeah, don't break the internet by bringing all your friends to see to listen to this at once or <laughs> whatever. Break it. It's okay. We're cool with that. And we are out. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Sweet. <laughs>